We are live. This is Fresh Off The Grill Podcast. You mean number one podcast for all the MMA news. How's it going this week? Good, great, grand, wonderful. All right, so uh, we're just going to get straight into talking about UFC Fight Night 157. We had a pretty good little card, actually, considering relatively unknown fighters on there. But for the sake of time, we're just going to talk about the more important fights. We're going to glance over uh, everything else. Yeah, I'm, first fight of the night on the main card, Mizuki Inoue defeated Wu Yanan. Song Kinan defeated Derek Krantz. Kai Kara France defeated Mark De La Rosa. They were all decisions. The next two fights on the card, though, both pretty impressive. Yeah, um, so obviously being in Shanghai, China, we had uh, more Chinese fighters than we usually have. The UFC is a little bit limited. I mean, it's not a super popular sport, but hopefully with the outcome, especially of our main event, we're going to be seeing a change to that. It's kind of weird with them being, people think of China as being like, the foreground of martial arts. They're not really that big into mixed martial arts yet. Bruce Lee is seen as the grandfather. Obviously, he's half Chinese, half American, I believe. Yeah. So everybody thinks Bruce Lee when they think mixed martial arts, but it's not exactly a haven in China for mixed martial arts at all. They're still much more traditionalist in China. Kung Fu, Wing Chun. Jeet Kune Do. Yeah, Jeet Kune Do, they do Wing Chun. But it's more traditional martial arts in China. Martial arts as a lifestyle, not as a really a competitive thing even. Yeah. But, you know, they're getting there. They've got some good fighters. Ling Jinglong. Co-main event. Yep. Co-main event, yeah. TKO to Laizu Zaleski Dos Santos. Pretty late in the fight, too. I think it was one of the five latest stoppages in welterweight history. I think I had it about 12 seconds I have in my notes. It might yeah, be, 12 seconds it, left of the fight. It might be a couple of seconds of uh, discrepancy there, more or less. But it was he had a good fight overall. He was clean, crisp boxing. He was well composed. Uh, at no point was he really ever in danger of losing that. He looked a lot better in this fight than he has in previous fights. Like you said, he was a lot more composed, took his time. He didn't rush into things. He's gotten into trouble in the past being over-aggressive. Like, when he fought Mike Perry, he kind of charged at him, and that's how he ended up getting knocked out. He's a very aggressive fighter this time. You can really see his evolution as a mixed martial artist and that he's growing and continuing to get better. I was pretty impressed by his performance. Now, when we talked about the fights before the podcast, I remember you mentioning the time difference, especially when uh, any fighter is traveling to China. I used to work in a Chinese restaurant, and when any of my coworkers would go back to visit family, they'd stay for about a month because the jet lag's supposed to be that bad. Yeah, it's horrible. Lee had a convincing victory. It looked like he was going to take it to decision, and then he had the KO right at the end. Chris boxing, great movement. He stuck and moved the whole time. He was really on his bicycle, and I could tell that Bisbing really liked that too. Jab, jab, run away. Yeah. <laughs> And now he's a ranked welterweight, finally. He should be, yeah. Great victory for him. They were, like, tempted to not let his family into the ring for some reason. I don't know if that was a weird security issue. It, but... Yeah, it's probably just the event's security that wouldn't allow it. Normally that would happen. Like, if he did that stateside, they let him have his kids in the octagon with him. Yeah, he got real emotional, and he uh, he really deserved this win. Hopefully we see him versing some contenders in the top, you know, breaking the top ten. We'll see. That was probably the biggest one of his career, I would say. He's been, uh, he's one of the OGs for China, too, because he's been fighting for the UFC since for a two, minute. 2014, I want to say. 
One of the oldest ones, yeah. Um, so he's really one of the originators. Speaking of Bisbing, he's actually showing some growth as well as a commentator. I've always, I don't want to say I've always liked Bisbing. I started to like Bisbing after he fought Sonnen. But he's been practicing on the Dana White's Contender Series, and now they're starting to let him do more fight nights. He's getting a lot better at commentating, too, I think. I, I feel like he uh, does a really good job of being uh, non-biased, yeah. too, because he always kind of sees it from both uh, both sides of the fight. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, he's got he's got years in the game, so he, he knows what it's like to be on the other side, too. So and for, that, yeah, and for a guy that's been punched in the head quite a bit, pretty well-spoken. Yeah. He's got some golden hidden gems in there, too, the comments that he makes. Like... He's still pretty funny when he says some shit on the commentator's table. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Joe Rogan. I don't know if it would be a little bit too much, uh, strong personality-wise, but I think it would be entertaining. I mean, I've seen Bisbing. I've listened to Bisbing on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. So I think for that to happen, it'd probably have to be a pay-per-view in England, and those don't happen much. Pay-per-views are usually stateside. The one that we have coming up this weekend is that's a anomaly right there. Most of the time, they're stateside. But with that co-main event, leads us to our main event. We've got Zhang TKOing Jessica Andrade in 42 seconds. Looking very good while she did it. I thought she looked good from the get-go, honestly. Jessica Andrade was winging punches, and she would take a little step back, just get out of her range, and then she'd hit her with a jab, hit her with a straight, and then Andrade got too aggressive charged in and she got hit with a mean hook that dropped her and she's a tough girl you don't see her react much to punches zang put her down she hit it with some vicious elbows followed up with some knees and then finished her on the ground 42 seconds so obviously the big thing and we talked about it last week is we have our first chinese ufc champion not just women ever yeah this was the first even challenger challenger from china so that's huge for the sport uh, as far as building in another market anyway. That um, opens up a market for another 1.3 billion people. And Bisming said it too. Now that some Chinese uh, fighters can see that they can actually make a living at this or at least make some money, which is unheard of uh, as far as at this point in the UFC for Chinese fighters. So hopefully it grows the sport. If one thing is certain, they love winners and they love success. We can tell that because Zhang. Huge Patriots fan. Huge, huge Patri- Tom Brady fan. He gave her a shout out. The Rock gave her a shout out. Winners. Oh boy. Both of them winners. If you don't like The Rock, there's something wrong with you. So after Zhang made short work of uh, Andrade, she got her in the clinch and it was basically over from there. She A lot of times fighters will get someone in the clinch and then they kind of let off the gasp just because they want to lean into them. But she went straight for the kill. I mean, that's what you want to see. Those were hellish elbows. They hit her all along Andrade's jaw until leading right back to her ear. Very good elbows. And the knee killed her, too. She was just, everything was accurate and pinpoint. It was controlled aggression. I loved seeing that. Just like Lee, this is one of the best fights we've seen from her straight away. I would say it was the best fight I've seen from her. I saw her fight Tisha Torres. I thought Tisha Torres was going to take her out. And then I saw how big she looked against her and she looked good. Her striking is good. Hard to take down, which means she's going to be tough. She's 
nothing's been signed yet, but I can I have a feeling her next fight is going to be against the undefeated Tatiana Suarez. Well, I follow her on Instagram, so we'll keep you updated. <laughs> um, this brings her to a 20-fight win streak and perfect 4-4 four and four record in the UFC. Mm-hmm. So you have hopefully a bright career uh, for Zhang in the future, and we wish her the best. Obviously, we both put uh, put our picks in for her, so yeah. we're fans in now that we know she likes Tom Brady too, it's hard not to like. Her. And The Rock likes her. And also, Henry Segudo uh, ended up calling fucking triple C. He ended up calling her out, and um, she batted it back and forth. She's she's a good sport, you could tell. He's so corny, you can tell he's just playing, but it's still corny. And then she's like, "Oh yeah, I'll fight him if he gets a sex change." <laughs> just 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 do a little so snip, snip. corny. Why don't we talk a little bit about um, some recent NFL news? The Patriots, did they lose him in free agency, Brian Hoyer? They cut him and the Colts signed him. Three-year deal worth $12 million. Now, the Colts are already used to picking up our trash. And I'm just joking. I do like, I like Jacoby Brissett. They actually signed him to a two-year extension deal as well. Brissett, Adam Vinatieri. They have a history. Yeah. Darius Butler, the fucking garbage second-round cornerback we took from Connecticut. Trash. You can have his ass. So they picked up uh, Brian Hoyer in, um, after we cut him, too. But I was hearing some speculation that we might have cut him in order to pick him up later. That was more what we did for Demarius Thomas. That's what they were saying. Once they cut Demarius Thomas, I was like, oh, he, he's going to be back. And then as soon as I saw that they put Nikhail Harry on IR with a designation to return, I was like, okay, he's definitely coming back. That This this is another first-round pick from Belichick that I'm not going to say he whiffed on yet, but that isn't going to play in his first year. Right. Isaiah Wynn didn't play last year. Nikhil Harry could play, but they might end up shutting him down. There's no guarantee. If he has a designation to return, that doesn't guarantee that he's going to come back. Well, our, the, the big major concern with the Patriots right now is depth in the quarterback position because now we only have one person behind Brady. I know that a lot of teams don't really have the depth that we usually have, but we usually at least have two backups. They're also the oldest team in the NFL. That too, and now with a major concern with our center, it's really he's out for the year. Shaking up our line, I know. We only have, I think, eight linemen to shift back and forth. Yeah, some of which have never even uh, started or played in the in a uniform in the NFL. Yeah, so it's going to be an interesting, interesting take. I mean, we're going for... to have a lot of people shifting from positions they're not used to playing. First games tomorrow against the Steelers, we're going to see the banner raised. So. Time will tell if depth's going to be an issue. Hopefully they're conditioned enough. They don't get hurt. But, I mean, quite a bit also happened in the NFL outside of the Patriots. I watched the episode of Hard Knocks where they covered the game in Canada. And they were not nearly as mad as I thought they would be. About the whole debacle. uh, Yeah, the whole field. Yeah. Not nearly as mad. You could tell John Gruden was pissed and they probably cut out quite a bit of swears. But he goes up to the refs, he goes, you mean to tell me my guys are going to play on this field and you guys are going to handle it? Like, I, I don't know how this is working. You sure you get a grasp of this and you're going to be able to walk us through it? And like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He goes, oh, okay, well, you better because 
This is ridiculous. Anything to add with Antonio Brown? They let his helmet issue be known on the third episode, and it has nothing to do with safety. Is it just because his helmet's lucky? I'm really confused about this whole thing. It's so stupid. When he takes off his helmet, and they showed him taking it off, he goes, Ah, see, that hurt. It pulls on my hair because it's too tight on his braids. He doesn't like it. That's why he doesn't like it. So shave your head. It has nothing to do with safety. You're making millions of dollars. I think you can get a haircut. I used to like and respect him, but through watching Hard Knocks, can't stand the guy. He's so whiny. It's fucking ridiculous. Just He's a really unlikable guy when you get to actually see and hear his personality. Big old baby. Exactly. There's usually a thing going on that there's diva receivers... This is the worst I've seen it. People complain about Odell Beckham Jr. I don't see him going around doing this shit. He want, I, mean, I don't even know if he wanted out of New York. They ended up just trading him because they wanted him out. Could have been stuff behind the scenes that we don't know about, but he's not in the limelight nearly as much as Antonio Brown has been recently. No, and uh, I think we're going to hopefully have an interesting season for the Browns. And I really do feel for them, so I don't, I'm rooting for them, kind of. They're the only team in that division I don't hate. Don't like the Steelers. Never have. The Ravens. Not a fan. Mainly their coach's fault. And Ray Lewis. Killed a man. <laughs> the Bengals are just perennial losers. Like, scumbag losers. Not like the Browns. The Browns are losers. But they just suck. The Bengals are pieces of shit. Half their team always gets arrested. They're garbage. And Andy Dalton has red hair. Fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ginga. That's strike one, two, and three. (sighs) Terrible. Anyway, we're going to talk about this week's fight card, which is going to be in Abu Dhabi, and it's UFC 242. UFC 242, and it actually has a 2 o'clock Eastern time start time. That's 2 p.m., so 2 o'clock in the afternoon is when the main card kicks off on pay-per-view. Nice little matinee for our UFC this week. I'm actually kind of excited for it because that leaves Saturday night completely open. It's a Saturday night. Never fails. This boy's (laughs) always singing. Uh, Let's just get straight away into it. First fight of the night, we've got Mareback Tysman versus Carlos Diego Ferreira. I'm going with Ferreira on this one. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm actually not familiar with the other guy too much, so. He's more of a wrestler, and I know Ferreira, this guy, he's either a second or a third degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So is this guy going to want to take him down? Probably not. I wouldn't advise it, and his hands aren't very good. I've seen him fight. I'm not going to say that trash, but he's just, he's a wrestler. Right. Second fight of the night, we've got Curtis Blades versus Shamil Abadurakamov. It's the best you could do. It, it's it's the entire fucking alphabet. I'm going with Curtis Blades, and that's my lock of the week. Yeah, you got to go American Gladiator style on this. Not just that. He's the there's DC and Stipe in their own tier, and Gano completely by himself in the second tier of heavyweights, and then Blades is the third tier with like Kane Velasquez, Junior Dos Santos. He's in that tier, so I just think he's going to take Shamil out, and he's probably going to make it look relatively easy. 
you think he goes to fight Ngannou after that? or I think with that win, I wouldn't say Ngannou no because he's already lost twice to Ngannou. If he meets Ngannou again, it would have to be while Ngannou is holding the championship and there's no other challengers. When you lose to someone twice, it's kind of hard to get a third fight. Unless you're Tito Ortiz. <laughs> Unless you're Tito Ortiz or... And Ken Shamrock, sorry. Or, or if you put in a crazy contention. When you guys, guys are going on all-out wars, but the, the triple threat doesn't really happen too, too often. Yeah, and the the fights with Ngano haven't been close. I think with a win like this, he sets himself up with someone maybe like Dos Santos, possibly Cain Velasquez if he's not done. Maybe someone like a Ben... No, not Ben Rothwell. He's too high up. Alexander Volkanovsky or Derek Lewis, someone around there. Sure. And that'll a win like that will get him pretty close to title contention, I think. Because, I mean, the heavyweight division so shallow. Third fight of the night, we've got Islam Makachev versus Davi Ramos. I'm going with Makachev on this one. Me too. Co-main event, we've got a rematch between Edson Barboza and Paul Felder. First fight was a striker's delight. Very cool, calculated striking. Controlled violence at its finest. Excellent Muay Thai kicks from both of them. Barboza probably has the best kicks in the entirety of not just the UFC, but MMA probably. His kicks are vicious. He he might have three TKO stoppages by leg kicks. By leg kicks alone? By leg kicks alone, yes. It's pretty impressive. Joe Rogan would be coming in his pants. Oh, he's one of his favorites to watch. That's why I'm choosing Edson Barbosa. I just think he's that much better than Paul Felder. He does everything that Paul Felder does, but slightly better. Now on to our main event. We've got the reigning defending lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov taking on Dustin Poirier. I'm going with Khabib in this one. Until he gives me a reason to pick against him, until he shows a weakness, fight after fight, I'm going to continue to go with Khabib. I'm going Khabib as well. Um, Poirier is no slouch, but Khabib's a hard guy to fight, especially his uh, wrestling style. He'll fucking grind you. I've never seen Khabib in danger. People talk about him getting rocked by Michael Johnson, and they really overplay that. He got hit once, stumbled back, took him down, and won the round and almost beat him in that round. He has really been in no danger at all. And he's got an iron chin. Yeah, he takes a hell of a punch. And he's, his striking, honestly, is underrated. His boxing is pretty good. He dropped McGregor. Until he shows a weakness, he's going to be hard to compete with. Yeah, because I mean, no one's been able to expose anything on him, really. He's fight, fought black belts on the ground. Nothing. Fought elite-level strikers. Nothing. It's going to take someone with complete, reckless abandon and elite-level wrestling power to be able to dethrone him. The only two I see giving him really a fight is Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. There's a couple up-and-comers, but I still don't see it right now. That Those are the only two I see as a danger to his crown. Should be a good fight, though. Looking forward to it. And now we have some breaking news. Breaking news. Chris Cyborg just signed the largest contract in women's MMA history with Bellator. Well, fuck. I guess Uncle Dana is going to be a cheap little bitch after all. He had he never wanted to be in business with her. He only took on her contract because of Strike Force. It's ridiculous. He doesn't see what he has. She's very marketable. She's a great fighter. 
She's going to run through. Stupid on his part. She's going to run through Bellator's women's division. Yeah, I mean, she ran through everyone but uh, Nunez. It's a stupid decision on his part. We've got a little bit more. I wouldn't say breaking news, but we've got a little bit more news. We've got Gustafson contemplating ending retirement that was never really official in the first place to fight Luke Rockhold. I was going to say, I didn't even know he was retired. Yeah, he said he retired after he lost his last fight. He never put in his thing with USADA, so he's still in the testing pool. So technically, he's not retired. He just wants to fight Luke Rockhold. Yeah, I don't see. I don't see why he would have either, because he's. It's. It's not like he's not. He realized he's never going to be champ. Yeah, but it's not like he's not relevant. No, but as long as Jones is there, he's never going to there's, be champ. There's many more fighters that I think that should retire. <coughs> BJ Penn. Speaking of BJ Penn. <laughs> Did you see him get knocked out cold by some fat slob in a bar fight? Yes, I did. Horrible. Now, he did jump right back up, but Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter. He got knocked out. And Chuck Liddell afterwards came out and said his fight should be canceled. But only because he got knocked out. Not because of what BJ Penn is doing. So is he saying for, like, the betterment of, like... Just for health reasons. Just for health reasons because he just got knocked out. Those are big words coming from one of the most punch-drunk guys ever in the sport. Ridiculous. He should... BJ Penn should be out of the UFC right now. He really should be. This is a growing thing with him. These past couple months alone, he's gone in a couple street fights. And this one, he lost. Lost badly. Got knocked out cold. You, You hate to see it, especially with somebody with, like... He, he's a legend in the sport. He's gonna absolutely. Be, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame someday. Absolutely, I think he already is. <sighs> anyway, now, with that being said, Gabe, you want to hit us with our misconnections? This one, I think I got this one from uh, Las Vegas. Um, I saved a couple when I was looking somewhere else just to shake things up a bit from Boston. This one's a censored title, but from what I can surmise, it's Cocksucking Twink. It's in Tropicana and Pecos. I am a short, cute, young college guy with some scruff. 24, yo. 5'4", 115 pounds, looking for... Looking to suck and swallow. Jesus Christ. You host, maybe CarPlay, send stats, face, and dick pic, or no reply. Priority if you can smoke me up, 420, or PRT. I don't know what that means. This dude just looking to get high and suck the fattest dick possible. (laughs) And then it's like, there's a bunch of like censored things, slash like, I don't know if it's, you gotta be in the know to know this, but it looks like it says... Kick level cocksucker replace with K. I don't I'm very confused with Or is he giving you uh <laughs> like an answer key to understand his freaking retarded censorship? I think you might have to be a homeowner to understand this. KK love cocksucker. Oh no, he's replying, he's saying KK love cocksucker. <laughs> so he's the cocksucker. Yeah, that's his love note that he just puts at the end of things, his sign-off. 
That's his postscript, boy. Down to suck that dick. <laughs> That's his post dick. The post trick dip. I'm out. That's she's. That's one of the worst ones we've had. This dude's weird. I'm plugging get out. Oh, I'm not plugging anything after that. I'm I'm fucking going home and killing myself. You can email us at freshoffthegrillpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram, also freshoffthegrillpod. Facebook, freshoffthegrill. Download the Anchor FM app and leave us a viewer voicemail. Hit us up with any questions, comments, concerns. No concerns. Just, just topics of discussion, please. Other than that, that'll just about do it. Adios. Peace. I'm a cocaine in your way. I'ma put cocaine in your way. I'ma put cocaine in your way. I'ma put my dick in your way. Put a molly in the ass. Put a molly in the ass. I just want the molly. Now I'm trying to fuck Molly Cyrus. I just want the molly. Now I'm trying to fuck Molly Cyrus. Um, anything uh, to add with Antonio Gates? Antonio Gates. What happened with him? It's like a mix between Fergie and Jesus. If you don't like what I'm saying now, I don't give a fuck, cause it won't change the fact that my dick is in your butt. But cocaine will make it numb. So I'ma put it in your ass with my thumb. It's time to get freaking Molly Cyrus. We can have a baby and call him Stitcher Cyrus. I'm a dumb mental motherfucker. I'ma fuck Molly Cyrus in front of a mother. I, I love cocaine. Also, ooh, burps. I could have chose Iggy Azalea. I could have chose Jennifer Lopez. But I'm fucking Molly Cyrus. I just want the Molly. Now I'm trying to fuck Molly Cyrus. I just want the Molly. Now I'm trying to fuck Molly Cyrus. I'ma put cocaine in your ass. I'ma put my dick in your ass. I'ma put cocaine in your ass. I'ma put my dick in your ass. Over. Pull your panties down, baby. I'ma put cocaine in your way. I'ma put my dick in your way. I can't pay your bills, Molly Cyrus. But you can pay mine. God damn, we got all the same picks, don't we? It's cocaine all out of town. I'm a drug dealer, baby. You gon' be a drug dealer's lady. Cocaine make a bitch go crazy. Cocaine make a bitch go crazy. I just want the Molly. Now I'm trying to fuck Molly Cyrus. I just want the Molly. Now I'm trying to fuck Molly Cyrus. I'ma put cocaine in your ass. I'ma put my dick in your ass. I'ma put cocaine in your ass. I'ma put my dick in your ass. This is number one bullshit.